a Tricky Kid Media original presentation distributed by iHeartRadio. Hey, all you fans, marks, smarks, jobbers, cheerers, and jeerers. Get ready for an exciting bout of no-holds-barred fun. I'm Dana French, and this is Wrestling. Welcome to an exciting addition to the Tricky Kid Radio Podcast Network, where we take on all corners in the world of professional wrestling. We will be talking with legends from the past, the best talent of today, and rising stars of the future. Don't miss weekly post-show analysis, guest commentary, and live remotes from the matches with your host, a veteran of calling the action ringside, Roy Turner. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of This Is Wrestling. I'm your host, Roy Turner. Come on, man. What a crazy week it has been for the world of professional wrestling. Seems like every week is a crazy, crazy week for the world of professional wrestling. And this week was no different. I mean, let me tell you, this weekend is going to be no different either. And so let me just start off by saying that if you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, or if even if you're not, Get your ass to Dallas. Get your ass to the Dallas, the Dave & Buster's on Central Expressway starting at 6 o'clock because me and Selena De La Renta are throwing the most, the biggest Royal Rumble party in freaking history, man. So excited. So, so excited. My man Chris McDonald uh, is a good friend of mine, massive wrestling fan. He is the uh, kind of the fun director there at Dave & Buster's, and he brought me in to, to try to elevate things a bit and uh, make it a make it a bigger party. And then with Selena De La Renta, this gorgeous ass kicker, we're going to have the best time. I love the Royal Rumble. It's my favorite event of the year. It's not as big as WrestleMania, but it is my favorite event of the year. I look forward to it every year. And it's the event that you want to do in a crowd, man. I mean, I mean, you want to watch WrestleMania with friends, but I can watch the other pay-per-views, you know, the next day, alone, after, um, you know, the replay, whatever. But the Royal Rumble, man, and I've, I've been very fortunate to have some great Royal Rumble memories in my life of having it in a big group. Uh, I think that so far the high mark is in 2015, I got to actually watch it in a private setting, in a private home uh, in Salt Lake City, Park City, Utah, with Jake Snake Roberts and Scott Hall, because they were there with, with Diamond Dallas Page premiering the movie, The Resurrection of Jake the Snake, and this was not like some, <clears throat> you know, fan thing. I just happened to know their publicist, Kim Dixon, who I've known for like 20 years, and she was like, hey, are you still a wrestling fan? I was like, yeah. She's like, hey, you need to come on to this event we're going to. It's going to be awesome. And I walk into this house. And just like if you were throwing a Super Bowl party and had your friends over, except this except this time it was you know Scott Hall sitting on the couch and Bodie, Jake Roberts, his daughters, and the Cody's in the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, in the kitchen uh, cooking up some food, man. We had, a, we had a great time. And I was actually there in San Antonio for 2017 edition, uh, and on and on and on. Um, I was in. I'm usually in Vegas during this time, so I usually see it at like Sam's Town with a with a with a bunch of strangers. So anyway, so come on down. We're gonna have prizes, giveaways to to tickets. Uh, she's representing the new promotion called Texas Style uh, Wrestling. Um, 
I'm going to be there. We're going to do the whole thing. It's going to be kick-ass. Chris has come up with these great scorecards to kind of guess and uh, for the grand prize. It's just going to be so, so much fun. Dave & Buster's Dallas, starting at 6 o'clock. Join us for the biggest Royal Rumble party in history. Okay. So what are we talking about this week? We're talking about MLW, Major League Wrestling's Blood and Thunder edition of 2022. And they got to have right here in Dallas, Texas. Uh, it says Gillies. But one thing you should know, uh, if you're a local to Dallas, you would know that there's a big entertainment complex called just called Southside. It's where people live and play. And they have this big main room. And it's been called many things over the years. It's been called like the Palladium Ballroom and or the Southside Ballroom or whatever you want to call it. And I think that there actually is a bar in this complex. There's like, uh, excuse me, I'm so sorry, five or six rooms. And one of them is officially the the, the, the Dallas, you know, location of, of Mickey Gillies Bar. Like, the you know, the big thing in Houston, you know, from Urban Cowboy and all that. But uh, this is not the room that this wrestling room was in. It was its outside ballroom. So when they call it Gillies, it's like, oh, okay. And there's like four or five different, like, like, like I said, rooms in there. Anyway. I was very excited to be invited uh, to the event. Wanted to thank Sean and Eddie uh, for having me. Sean, I hope I'm saying his last name right. Sean Grabin uh, from RMG Media Strategies. And, of course, Eddie Orocho there with MLW. Uh, thank you, gentlemen, so much for having me. Uh, I had some travel issues, I'll say. Unfortunately, I was, uh, I'm was i local here in Frisco. And the show was about 45 minutes up the road. But I uh, I got there a bit late. Um, shout out to Amber Nicole. Uh, I was just kind of looking for somebody that was there in the venue, and was like, "Hey, you know what's going on? Has have I missed? What have I missed? Keep me up to date." And she's a great photographer, uh, based in Louisiana, I think Shreveport actually. Uh, does a lot of rock and roll photography, and she has a great. She has a new Instagram called. Uh, um, I think just look up Amber Nicole photography. Anyway, give her give her a, a shout and give her some business. Uh, she was very cool about um, keeping me up to date. And so, uh, anyway, so but here's what I learned though. Now, as you're listening to this, it's gonna sound you're gonna sound like, dude, you, you missed the whole damn thing, and eh, not really. And that's not really a, a knock on the actual show or anything. Uh, uh, but a couple of things was that the day of the show, or actually I think the day before. Unfortunately, one of the big highlights of this was this was going to have a, a, a really cool Texas old school world class wrestling vibe. Terry Bam Bam Gordy from the Freebirds, his daughter Miranda Gordy, was making hit, uh, her debut against one of my literally maybe my favorite wrestler, male or female right, right now, with Roxy from uh, from Laredo, Texas. And, uh, and then, of course, you know, Kevin Von Erich's sons, Marshall and Ross, the Von Erichs, were going to be defending their titles. And they announced the day before that there was a COVID situation and they, or something and they weren't going to be able to make it. So I was like, oh, bummer. And then it looked like um, it's pretty cool. MLW's got their shit together, man. Like, they even already had a Wikipedia entry before the, match, before the, the event even happened. I already knew what the lineup was going to be. So that was pretty cool. But I didn't know if it was going to go in that order or not. So, but anyway, um, so I was like, well, golly, man, you know, uh, I, ho- I hope, you know, what are they going to do for the main event? When is Roxy's match going to happen with Miranda Gordy? And uh, anyway, so the matches went like this. There was, it started with, with 
King Moretes uh, defeated Richard Holiday uh, in a singles match. Uh, up next was uh, Alex Kane uh, with Mr. Thomas, who defeated Calvin Tankman uh, for the MLW National uh, Openweight Championship. Alex, of course, is the champion. Uh, then EJ Nutka defeated Akiro Kwan. Uh, and then Crazy Ass Davy Richards defeated ACH, also all in singles matches. And uh, Aramis, El Dragon, and Microman uh, had this great kind of, um, I, I guess you can't say midget anymore, but like a little uh, person's match. Slam them, Bundy! Remind you of WrestleMania 3. Defeated Ares, uh, Gino Medina, and Mini Abismo Negro in a trios match. I guess that means 303, speaking of the old Freebird Von Erich uh, uh, feud there. Uh, then Alexander Hammerstone defeated Pagano uh, in a Falls Count Anywhere match for the MLW World Heavyweight Championship. Think about that. That came sixth on a card of 13 matches. And uh, I missed the media scrim, and then I think it was supposed to start at 7. I actually didn't arrive until uh, right at about 9 o'clock. And I was thinking, oh, God. And I get there, I, and Will Call is already shut down. And it looked like they were about to sweep the floor, and they, they were, like, wrapping it up. And I was like, oh, no, I missed the whole thing. And the security lady, I, I was like, uh, I go, hey, I go, I had a ticket at Will Call. You know, what should I do? They're not here. And then I think she was going to tell me to leave, but... Uh, the security guy goes, oh, just go ahead and go on in. So they let me go ahead and go on in. And it was right at intermission time when I learned. I thought I thought the whole thing was over. And I, I think that she thought it was over and she was going to get to go home. It being 930, she didn't realize they were just at, at literally at the halfway mark. So I bet she was like going, oh, my God, I bet this was, you know, I thought this was this was ending soon. Uh, this event went almost to midnight. So I actually, and, and again, no offense to those matches I just mentioned, as well as, uh, actually there was one more. It was the uh, the Saito brothers. Uh, Jun and Ray defeated uh, Bud Heavy and Naras uh, Garvin. Garvin, I think of Garvin. I also think I think of World Class, right? You know? Take a quick sip here. This week's beer is brought to you by Carback uh, with a brand new beer called Bruce Sanity. It's a golden strong ale at 8.5. So uh, I'm only going to have one of these during the show here. And, you know, and just like on, on our main show where we have a song of the week, I thought, hey, it might be kind of fun. You know, a lot of wrestlers make uh, are, are also musicians and vice versa. You know, a lot of people don't realize that Marie Canellis had a great record like 10 years ago. It was a great dance record. I used to play it all the time with my DJ gigs. And uh, we played a, we played a Mickey James song right around Christmas time. She had a Christmas song. Well, uh, Beth Copeland, of course, you know her as the Glamazon, Beth Phoenix, and today she's got a big match uh, with her husband. It's like a couple's uh, match, a couple versus. I love that angle. It's probably my favorite angle right now that's going on in wrestling, especially in the WWE. Of course, how much I love Maurice. Uh, God, I sound, sound so creepy just now, but I can't help it. She brings it out in me. I love you, Maurice. Anyway, but it's going to be the Copelands versus the Mizanins. Uh, going to be Beth Phoenix and, the, and uh, Adam the Edge or Edge, whatever, Copeland. Versus Mike the Miz Mizanin and his super gorgeous wife Maurice, and I think I think there's some stipulation anyway, but uh, Beth uh, actually came out with a, with a record or an EP last year called Stone Rose and Bone, and I thought this title was pretty appropriate. Uh, this is Women Behaving Badly uh, by Beth Copeland, and we'll be right back. 
While we take a short commercial break, you should too from trying to get yourself over. And since you're listening to this, you probably have disposable income. So let our sponsors tell you how to put it to good use. Hey guys, while we take a break, I wanted to tell you something about my favorite venue in Texas uh, and maybe the world over. Uh, if you have never been to the Texan Theater in Greenville, which is uh, it's you know a little ways north uh, on your way to Oklahoma. Uh, it's a, I guess it's about an hour and a half maybe north of, of Dallas. Uh, it is the greatest venue in the world. The proprietor, owner, and just all-around badass, Barbara Haran, puts on one of the most unique experiences you will ever have in your life. Uh, she approaches things from a very different business model that I think the whole world should embrace, and we would all would be uh, better for it. It's just this amazing uh, experience where you get to see uh, one of your favorite artists up close in a gorgeous venue, and dinner is included, uh, unlimited drinks are included. Um, you know, she treats her staff so well, they're not getting the whatever the $2 an hour and relying on tips and she makes she takes good care of them. N literally none of them have had to suffer uh, throughout the pandemic, thankfully. Uh, Barb's just a great gal, a great person, uh, very creative and just uh, just one of my favorite people. And so if you're ever in Greenville or even near, anywhere near Dallas, make a point to visit the Texan Theater in, in, uh, in Greenville. And as you know, we're working on our uh, uh, King's X film project, you know, as you know, I'm a filmmaker myself, and so we'll be should be talking about that maybe in the context of Tribeca soon. Uh, but we will be having the film along with a live performance uh, with King's X there at the Texas Theater uh, as soon as we can get this sucker done. So, so once again, Texan Theater in Greenville, check it out. Hey, what's up? This is Rick Ockberger, the WWE sign guy. Oh my lord! Now, back to the action. And let me say one more thing. Speaking of commentary and speaking of whatever, um, I know that the, the big hot shit show uh, this past weekend happened uh, in my old neighborhood out in New York City. Uh, at the legendary Hammerstein Ballroom. They had their first show there in like three years, and it was GCW, the Game Changer Wrestling, uh, who kind of, I don't know, I guess they kind of exhibit or represent the Forbidden Door because it seems like the, all they have is people from other promotions. Uh, and they that is the epitome of like the hot shit show where like the super-duper serious, like smart mark crowd, and they sold the place out, almost 3,000 people. And it was all this buzz around it. Uh, some local people from Friends of Ours where I was asking them, like before I, I, I met Amber Nicole, I said, hey, are you guys at MLW? I'm late. They're like, no, man, we're at this, the, you know, Hammerstein Ballroom in New York City. Wow, okay. And this whole thing with, you know, with, uh, uh, what is it, what's his name? Matt Cordona and his super hot wife, Chelsea. And it was just like the hot shit show to be. They even had like an independent uh, um Hall of Fame, Wrestling Hall of Fame, but the Cutting Room, and I think CM Punk was there, and just John Moxley. It was like all the hot shit people, and I was like, "Dang, man!" You know, and so I ordered it on Fight TV, and you and uh, and you should too. But let me say this: this also is like what I would call the antithesis to the kind of fan that I am. The fact that 
you know, I will always see this as something that should be all ages. I will always, and, and again, I heard Mike Cardona was like, man, didn't it suck we got fired? We could be chasing that 24-7 championship around. It's like, you know, I would much rather, I'm way more entertained in Call Me Lame than those comedy bits, than seeing, like, you come out wearing a shirt that says, fuck McFoy or fuck anybody. And the the commentators are openly cursing. Instead of being like, uh, and you know, with the hip toss so and the, 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 the abdominal stretch and, uh, you know, what a maneuver or whatever, it's like two stunner guys sitting on the back of a pickup truck on the tailgate going, man, what a fucking asshole. Fuck, fuck, fuck. And then they're coming out and they're flipping the fans off and the fans are saying, fuck you. And it's, it looked like a wet t shirt contest. It looked like it looked like they were, it should be mud wrestling or something. That is what I call the epitome of what I call not for me. If it's for you, great. And I'm and it looked like I'm sure it was a lot of fun. Uh with just like a who's who like everybody seemed to have shown up. I think Sean Waltman was there. Like I said, uh just you know, it was if you're if you're that kind of wrestling fan where you're the super ultra cool, smart marky kind of like super serious about it, then man, this was your Mecca. But that's just not me. And again, like I said, I can't believe that those announcers were talking like that, 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 now that I can't, I can't abide by. So anyway, game changer wrestling, they seem to be up on the up and good for them. But uh, come on, man, if, if I were ever a part of that, uh, not that I would ever would be, but if I would, that would be something I would have a hard and fast rule about. Okay. So there's that. So then I was, again, I thought I was missing everything and, and come to find out again, no disrespect, but I think I showed up at just the right time because that was a lot of preliminary stuff to get down to, to, to the nitty gritty. And right when I get there, I just I couldn't believe how lax it was. I mean, again, like I said, I know MLW has their stuff together, but it does cost a lot of money to put, to put one of these things on. And this was your very uh, regional type of show where there's there's no usher. You, know, you pretty much sit anywhere you want. And, uh, and, and in the tradition of Southside Ballroom, God, the, the beer was... <laughs> I ordered a... I think it was like a 16-ounce beer, but it was $16, man. But again, you know, I did get in for free, so it's all good. And, and I love these these kind of shows where they have an intermission where you get to go out and, and they'll have some talent come out. And, you know, it's almost like a fan fest, you know, in the middle of the show. I, I love I love when they do that. And the first person I saw was my buddy Rick, the sign guy. You know him from WWE, Rick Ackberger. And, of course, we just hung out for two nights in a row uh, a couple weeks back with him, me, him, and, and uh, our buddy Scott for the uh excuse me for impact wrestling's hard to kill and the next night they, they taped it for two weeks and if you haven't checked out that episode that was last week's episode definitely check that out and hope you're you're following and subscribing and all those good stuff to the show we have a lot coming up man so much is coming up like i said the royal rumble party happening on saturday wrestlemania's in dallas this year we're going to beat all the events so just make sure uh, excuse me thank you Carbach. uh you are following along here Okay, uh, and I did give Rick some shit, like I talked about last time, about, uh, it's no big deal, I'm just having some fun about, but uh, I took a picture of him at that Impact thing of, of when we were talking to Deanna Perrazzo, and Jonathan Coachman saw it, and but uh, Rick has a way of like, instead of like retweeting it, or saying, oh, great shot, buddy, good to see you, and Hey, uh, man, wasn't Deano cool? He just took the photo, removed any trace of, of me or anything in it, uh, or me taking it, and claimed that he doesn't know how 
Well, you need to learn, buddy. That wasn't cool, man. <laughs> it's all good. Anyway, uh, but then I said, I, I was telling him, I was like, hey, you know, you're you're even geared yourself to this. And he was like, oh, I was at Jonathan Coachman's wedding. Okay, buddy, why were you at his wedding? I do believe him. I'm not saying I don't believe him, but I just, you know, when he says, I'm not part of the show and all that, I don't know. There's He likes to keep his cards close to the show. I think he's, he's scared of blowing his gig. <clears throat> There's a, also a weird vibe between he and I sometimes because do you know like in circles of friends how like in this circle of friends there's the one like the funny guy. Well, I'm the funny guy in my circle. He's the funny guy in his circle. Um, and hate to be competitive, but I usually – and typically what happens is, is that when I enter a new circle of friends, their funny guy hates me because I don't fear him and I'm usually funnier. And uh, – <clears throat> And except for when I'm around Chaz Knight for some reason. Chaz is my cooler. Chaz has been on the show before. Uh, Chaz is my kryptonite, man. And I, mean, I, and I think that I'm that way for Rick. I don't think he dislikes me, but I think it's just kind of like, uh, it's kind of like in Fight Club. You know how when, um, you remember how, uh, speaking of a Fight Club, rest in peace to Meatloaf. Unfortunately, just passed away this past weekend. And uh, but remember how, how he couldn't cry when Marla Singer uh, was there because he called her a tourist. And speaking of Fight Club, let me bring it on home for you. Do you realize that what Ed Norton's character does in that movie, that's what Rick does for a living. Isn't that crazy? He's the guy that goes and assesses, you know, damage. And he's on the road for weeks at a time. Maybe he's starting Fight Clubs too. Look out. Um, and that's why he actually won't be with us on Saturday for the big party. But I hope that you will. Okay. All right. So now... I said, hey, Rick, is there any seats by you? And, of course, he was ringing. He goes, hell yeah, man, come on. So, And then, of course, my, our buddy Scott was waiting for us. So we get there, and there was a fucking pole right in front of me. And here is how things went down. <clears throat> One of the big anticipations was TJP was facing, of course, remember Buddy Murphy, uh, who was at one time engaged to uh, my crush of all crushes, Alexa Bliss. Who hope that she, hope we hope we see her in the rumble on Saturday. I hope that's where she's going to make her return. That would be super cool. And uh, he goes to my buddy Matthews now, and uh, I guess he's he's working the circuit, man. And and I but I couldn't believe it that he actually lost the match. They they brought up all this this hype. I know TJP is also over too, but anyway, that was that was a great thing to, to get there. Thinking you know I thought I'd missed the whole thing, and I hadn't missed anything. I had you know Rock C was still to come and. I didn't know, we still didn't know what the replacement was going to be for the main event, but anyway, uh, next match was KC Navarro, uh, defeated Ho-Ho Lun in a singles match, uh, followed up by Myron Reed, this was kind of cool, this was a three-way match for the MLW Middleweight Championship, uh, with Myron Reed, and remember, old member Buzzsaw Tajiri, and, uh, Bandito, uh, with Myron Reed coming out on top, um, and like I said, you know, despite the fact that it was kind of lax, and then come to find out, like I said, you know, beer being 16 bucks, I walked outside to have a smoke uh, during one of these matches. And, dude, like, I could have parked my car right out front and just, like, there was no secure, there was nobody here. There was nobody working this. And I'm not trying to say, like, I could have gotten away with something, but, like, I parked my car around the corner and was paying 16 bucks for beer when I could have parked it right out front, had a six-pack in my car, and just walked out there for the smoke and got a beer and walked on it. I mean, like literally nobody would have stopped me. But anyway, what what can you do? I'm not gonna 
fuck with their liquor license and shit. I've been that. I've seen a lot of music and a lot of lot of lot of stuff in that room. Like I mentioned, with Bomb Factory with Impact Wrestling. Golly, man, I've seen our local friends at Toadies do a half a dozen shows in that room. Uh, our, my, I just toured with a band called Clutch. I saw them with Primus in that room. One of my first dates that I took my wife on. Golly, when I think about that room, it's just so much stuff. But the guys in 311 have played there like five times and um, always go backstage with, uh, you know, they're always so gracious to us. Uh, just so many shows there. Megadeth, Billy Idol, Slayer, uh, just lots of memories in that room. So anyway, um, so let's see here. Uh, so then was probably what you would probably, they probably should have moved to uh, the main event. But it was 5150, which is a uh, nice Van Halen reference, which, by the way, yesterday was Eddie Van Halen's uh, heavenly birthday. And I want you to make sure you guys tune in February 24th, Diver Down, the life and legacy of Eddie Van Halen. I wanted to do it on his birthday. I really wanted to have that that done and have it released today uh but i just been so much has been going on i just didn't get a chance to do it but february 24th don't miss out on it Di- uh diver and that's going to be on our on our regular show tricky kid radio and i hope you're subscribing to this one uh this is wrestling our main show tricky kid radio we also have tricky kid radio after dark uh we have a print show called prince the encore and of course my alter ego dj tricky kid in the mix all part of the tricky kid media radio network okay uh, so anyway, so 5150 Danny Rivera and Slice Boogie. Uh, this was for the MLW World Tag Team Championship. This was a ladder match. This was kick ass. This was awesome. Uh, did the champions with Dr. Uh, Julius Smokes and Conan. Uh, defeated Los Parks, which is El Hijo del LA Park and LA Park. And this match kicked ass. This, this match kind of made the event. Uh, by and large, it was was my favorite match of the night. Uh, one of my favorite matches. I know it's early in the year, and, and again, I just got back from Impact Wrestling's two night extravaganza of just kick ass already match of the year worthy kind of shit. Um, but the match that I was primarily there to see, or I knew that the Von Erichs weren't going to be there, so that was the, that was the other one. Uh, but I was there to see. Miranda Gordy making her debut versus my girl, Roxy. Roxy is so awesome. I can't even begin. I mean, like I said, I I first saw her early last year when I went down. Was we were covering WrestleMania in Tampa, and there was one of those like you know those um, indie shows. You know, you know things that, that, that surround WrestleMania week. Boy, wait till you see the list already for Dallas. My God, I'm not gonna sleep for a week. And I tweeted about this. This was a late night show. This is one of these things where they had like four or five promotions that all went in to rent the same building to keep the cost down. And those shows always go over. And of course, the fucking women in this industry always get the fucking shaft. And their event that was supposed to start, I think at like 10 o'clock, did not start until like 1230 or 1, like in the fucking morning. And... um a buddy of mine says you need to check out Rock C, uh, and and I did, and she, her match didn't didn't go on. I'm not kidding. I think she, it was her versus I think like Sue Young, or maybe it was Ivalice versus Sue Young. But Rock C was there, and it was like two o'clock in the morning. But I was so happy that I stuck around because it was one of the best matches I saw all year, and I've been dying to see her wrestle again. 
And she was in the audience for Hard to Kill. And then she wrestled the next night against Diana Perrazzo. Again, already a match of the year uh, contender right there. So I was so happy to be able to see her again so soon. Uh, if you haven't seen uh, the Ring of Honor Women's Wrestling Documentary, it actually debuted t t today, tonight, uh, on their YouTube channel. Check it out. I watched it just before we went on the air here. Uh, and I absolutely... Uh, loved it. I, I thought it was so great. And I loved that Maria Canellas today was like, how amazing is Roxy? So I'm, I'm loving it. She was, of course, the inaugural R Ring of Honor Women's Champion. So lots of history there. And then, of course, speaking of history, holy shit, Miranda Gordy. And man, this is no disrespect to her, but she looks just like her dad, Terry. Uh, but she's so cool. And, and what a talent, man. Talk about having it in your blood. Uh, the only complaint I would have is that, you know, this in this four and a half hour, 13 match thing, and this went on second to last, they only let them go for four minutes. And that's bullshit. And, I mean, you weren't running out of time. Your main event was already canceled. You should have just made this the main event and let those girls go, go a half an hour or at least 20 minutes. And instead they went four. Uh, Miranda did come out to Freebird, uh, which was pretty cool. I was hoping she was going to come out to Bad Street USA, but she did after that. She, she actually she went over. She actually beat Roxy in this quick little match, you know, because she was making her debut there. But Roxy was making her debut in MLW, so it is what it is. Anyway, but she got on the on the mic, and I was hoping she was going to say something like, "I just took that bitch to Bad Street," and she and she did, and she she said that so. So that was cool. So those two matches back to back were uh, were were worth it, and I'm glad I win. And me, Scott, and uh, and Rick were having a good time. Uh, and then uh, what was I guess now the main event was a member of the of course the Enwa uh, family. Of course, you know, you know, of course the Usos and and uh, Kali Umaga. I could go on and on and on. What was homeboy's name? Yokozuna was uh, Rodney Enwa. Of course, Roman Reigns, Joe Enwa. Uh, but part of the whole like Fatu uh, thing, uh, Rikishi, you know that. Uh, this is Jacob Fatu, and he faced Mads Kruger in a singles match that was pretty underwhelming. But all in all, we had a great time, um, and uh, was glad to, glad to be there. Like I said, it was great to to, to see everybody, especially see Roxy kind of do her thing. So anyway, we're gonna wrap it up uh, here. I got know that this week was. Uh, uh, kind of a brief one as compared to uh, just what the, the marathon last week's was. But anyway. All right, all right, all right. Well, once again, I said, I hope you, you will join us uh, this Saturday on January 29th at 6 o'clock at the Dave & Buster's uh, in Dallas, Texas, on the Central Expressway. My man Chris McDonald put this whole thing together. It's going to be kick-ass. It's going to be me. Selena De La Renta is going to be in the house. Uh, doing giveaways and introducing uh, everyone to her new uh, promotion, which is Texas Style Pro Wrestling. Uh, There's a great poster our team made. I'll have some prints of it there. And uh, all types of giveaways for different tickets and prize packages. And again, it's the Royal Rumble. Tweet at me. Let me know who your predictions are. Who do you think is going to win this uh, the women's one? I think it's probably going to be Liv Morgan. At least I hope it will. Uh, the men's, I don't know or really care. No. Um, it, I, I really like that it has that whole, like, you know, it's up for grabs. And speaking of Impact Wrestling, of course, we know this whole Forbidden Door thing that Mickey James 
uh, is actually going to be in the Rumble, which lends itself to a lot of surprises. I heard that the Iconics actually turned it down, and good for them. Like, you know, you you give us the shaft, and you fucking fire us after WrestleMania, and then you fire so many people, you realize, do we have 30 women for this? Uh, so come on back. So I, I think that's really what, what what's going on there, and good for them for saying, like, no, nah, we're, we're good. So anyway, but I think it's the right move, however, for Mickey James. And wouldn't that be crazy if we saw Roxy? Because, uh, you know, it would just be, that would be so great. Um, I don't know if a betting man says no, but uh, my heart says yes. So anyway, tweet at me. Remember, uh, at, at, uh, hope you're following along on Twitter. My main handle is Tricky Kid, the number two. But hope you're following TKR Wrestling. That's Tricky Kid Radio Wrestling for the show for This Is Wrestling. Make sure you're subscribing. Spotify, iHeartRadio, anywhere you get your podcast. Um, we're going to have a great party. MLW is going to be uh, back in the area, of course, around WrestleMania time. Uh, and so much is coming up that week. So uh, we hope to see you in Dallas very, very soon. I hope to see you there on, on Saturday. Uh, and definitely, if you can't make it on Saturday, we hope to, to I hope to meet you uh, during WrestleMania week and all the great events. And for you people out there, your promoters of whatever, my bookings are coming in quick and fast and heavy. So if you need a ring announcer, if you need a, a podcaster, you need somebody to do color, preferably heel commentary. As you guys all know, I did that for ICW. And I might actually call a couple of matches for their event happening on March 31st. Uh, Amaris Blair has just been confirmed. And uh, so we'll see. I don't know. I might, I might be like a special guest or a surprise, or I might just call the whole thing. We'll see. But if you want your boy, DJ Tricky Kid Roy Turner, at your event, make sure you get that request in quick because I'm booking up fast. My email is Roy at tricky-kid.com. That's tricky-kid.com with a dash between tricky and the word kid. Once again, MLW, Blood and Thunder. Thank you guys for having us, and we will see you. Saturday at Dave and Buster's, and I will see all of you next week. Ring the bell. That does it for us this week. We hope you had a slamming good time, and be sure to join us next week for more in-ring action. This has been a presentation of Tricky Kid Media Originals, distributed by iHeartRadio, created and directed by Roy Turner, edited and mastered by Marcus Miller, theme music by The Buck Pets, Original score by Jocelyn Hunt. Artwork by Antora Sandy. Marketing and PR by Francesca Miles. Tricky Kid Radio is hosted by Roy Turner with introductions by me, Dana French. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us next week.